what is up everybody welcome to another never knows best special valentine not even valentine's it's valentine's a with a little bit of excitement why because this is for all you single people who are not getting the d or the v on that annual day of love and of course i have veteran guest neighbor on the net established writer blogger and podcaster now back on the airwaves ladies and gentlemen of the culture queen online media the culture queen herself chris dudgeon welcome hey what's up guys it's great to be back thanks for having me again no thank you for coming through it's really really awesome to have you here especially now because we have a little bit more structure to everything so now we can have more organized direct conversation so yeah super uh, I, I'm jazzed to get into it. I'm like looking forward to it. This just just relationship talk and everything is something we normally don't do on air, but it it could be a fun conversation. So definitely, definitely. especially with this time of year, like you said, um, it's always fun to talk about the different perspectives of Valentine's Day because, <laughs> yeah. of course, we know that the internet's gonna blow up with all the people who are just oozing with love and affection for each other. But then there's also plenty of us who are gonna be chilling on our couch with our cat or our dog, <laughs> maybe yeah. a bottle of wine. So I, I'm glad to be here to talk about that side of things. Yeah, ooh, and given the past year, it's almost our COVID versary, and I shouldn't. I'm not excited to say that, but. Oh, gosh, it, it's definitely changed the landscape of dating. Absolutely. Um, it's changed the landscape. I've seen so many people who were not in relationships pre-COVID, but who have found someone online because, you know, we've all upped our Internet usage in the past year. Um, it's just been a really interesting thing, like from the increase in traffic on the dating apps to supposed like or seemingly chance meetings with people on tiktok and various social media platforms it's just it's really wild and the thing is is like those apps have actually adjusted to um to meet that demand you know so now when you when you sign up because i even gave the apps a try um when you sign up you know they're gonna ask what you're looking for like so do you want to do social distancing do you want to do it virtual yes things like that so i think that's like very interesting and i think like you know moving forward we're not really going to see that go away i don't think so that, either yeah, for, and if it, if it does eventually it's definitely going to take some time well, I mean, just because now, like, even for the safety and security of other people, they may just want the convenience of being like, hey, let's set aside 730 on a Friday and mm-hmm. just talk over this app, you know, that right. we have. And we, and we just do our whole FaceTime or whatever, that virtual dating thing. So it, it's definitely changed, like, the accessibility to someone mm-hmm. and even the availability and just the convenience of having someone right there and, and ready and able to talk. Absolutely. And added to that, it makes me think like some of those excuses people used to use like, oh, well, I can't FaceTime you because I don't have an iPhone or I can't video call you because I don't have such and such app. It's like, nah, nah, player. We both in Bumble right now. And there's there's a call function right here. So (laughs) what's your excuse? Oh, yeah. absolutely. It also increases accountability, accountability. Right. Um, For better or worse. Yeah, definitely. So. You're going to have to, the, the ghosting, I think the ghosting game might die. If, I don't think so. It's not going to die. 
no, as no, someone, no. and I'm speaking it, from the experience of someone who has met some, seemingly met someone during this time and then been ghosted. It, that ain't going nowhere. People are just grind. As long as we have mobile technology and the ability to like fade off in the distance without having to confront someone face to face, people are going to opt to to ghost if that's okay. what they truly want to do. Um, and I don't say that to sound pessimistic, but I just feel like so many people don't, people have grown to not be able to handle confrontation well, or just like you said, that accountability that you have when you have to look somebody in the eye and say, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Now they'll just be like, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and hit this block button and fade off. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's one thing I've noticed, you know, just the, um, the, the ethics or, or psychology of ghosting rather it's just it's so much easier to in and this is very very harsh to say it, it i know it sounds harsh but it, it definitely is easier for people to just you know tune someone out and just cut them off as if they were you know never really there because they they just don't want to do that they don't want to be faced with that yeah um and, and I, will, I will say, you know, just to play devil's advocate a little bit for some, it, it can definitely be like a safety measure because you're just able to cut yourself off from someone, especially if you feel like, you know, hey, this is really impacting me negatively. Yes. And and you're just able to immediately be rid of that. You don't have to really look at that a second time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the, and you're just you're cutting off, you know, some a person with negative access to you yeah like and that's, that's ghosting definitely comes in clutch when you're in a situation in which your safety is compromised or your comfort like somebody's just not sending the right vibes i get it um i think we've all been there but i'm just talking about the people who voluntarily like you have a, ch a conscious choice this person's done nothing to you type thing um, yeah. unfortunately i feel like people will take that easy way out sometimes if yeah, it's that's... available that's uh that that was just me playing devil's advocate. I feel um, you. Yeah, it's important but, to see both sides, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, let's uh let's do a bit of catching up. So you're you're back on the airwaves now. Yes. How's that going? It's going well. So um, I don't know if you caught it, but I have been talking a lot recently on my platforms about goal setting and just the, the we're at a new year. You know, I know that February is about to start, but. And that fresh start of January, it's always good to take some time to just really center yourself and take a hard look at where you are. And I fully admit, you know, pandemic was, it is a mess. It's still present tense, so I can't even say was. But all that 2020 um, gave us to endure took a toll on me, and I just was not in the mood to create anything. And I was pretty open about that. But even before then, I, something I struggle with is consistency. And like discipline. So um, that's one of those are two of my goals for 2021 is to really up the ante on, on those two pieces of my life. And so it's going well overall. You know, I have a content schedule now. Um, in fact, I spent last night putting together a bunch of stuff that's um, going to be upcoming for Black History Month. And then, you know, using tools like a desk calendar to keep myself organized with all the different stuff I'm a part of. Um, just those little things, they add up. So I'm really happy to be back on the air. Um, I'm shooting to have new epi new podcast episodes bi-weekly. And then on those off weeks in between blog posts. Um, so right now I'm doing a blog series called A Barbecue Ain't Gonna Fix It. <laughs> and I just saw that. I just saw yeah. that on the telephone. 
Definitely. So um, I have published parts one and two of the three part series. Basically, it's just talking about that idea that we as black people sometimes explore, like, why don't our families get together like they used to anymore? And so, you know, in three parts, I'm talking about the reasons why I think that is what we can do to address some of the issues that contribute to that. And then how we as the younger generations can pick up the the ball and carry on those traditions. So be on the lookout. Okay. Now getting into, you know, more, uh, well, one, super excited to get into the other content. Podcasting specifically, because, yeah, I'm definitely more excited to hear the, the podcast stuff. I did listen to the last few. And a lot of that stuff, like, hit home, like, about being, um, and especially, like, the YouTube stuff, even, mm-hmm. that came prior you know, about being groomed for success, having to rebuild, find that consistency, everything, a lot of that stuff hit home. And I'm definitely looking forward to hear um, more of your of your takes on things like that. It's just as you move through your journey and then also the world around us, specifically more in Black culture and entertainment and everything like that. Um, yeah. It's definitely going to be exciting stuff. Well, so, I, what a, I appreciate where can I hear it. That at? Yes. So first and foremost, I was going to say I appreciate your support of just the Culture Commentary Podcast, period, the Culture Queen blog and my YouTube channel. All love to you over here, uh, Player One. I appreciate that so much more than you know. But for your listeners, if you guys want to check out any of my um, content, you can check out Culture Commentary Podcast on any of the major platforms. So that's Google, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, etc. Um, you can also check out my YouTube channel, The Culture Queen. And then my blog is the same name, theculturequeen.com. Awesome. So let's just get right into it. This is Valentine's A. For those who are not getting the D or the V, as we said at the start of the podcast, basically what we're going to do is we are going to analyze and discuss three archetypes of the opposite sex that we've seen in the dating world and discuss you know who to who to avoid what to steer away from and even things you know that that could be corrected um you know from them if you if you find that is yourself you know maybe this might be something for you but if it's not if it don't apply let it fly we're all just here to learn and we're all just navigating this whole single thing one one step at a time Right. Absolutely. How have things been for you dating wise? Um, I'm still single as a Pringle. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, it's it's been interesting. I have talked to a few people throughout, you know, the past year or so, um, pretty much off and on. Or I'm one of those people like even if I'm interested in somebody if if things don't take that course of like getting romantically involved, I'm cool with just having a new friend, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think that you can ever have any too many good people in your life. So, you know, some of the people that I started off being kind of interested in, if it never went anywhere, you know, we might still touch base as friends. I don't mind that. Um, I do kind of I'm kind of feeling somebody right now. But I'm not sure where it's going to go. It, so I don't want to sound like self, like I'm self-sabotaging or like I don't have faith. But, you know, it's just really open-ended right now. Um, they're cool. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, overall, you know, the dating streets are still as ghetto as can be <laughs> in my Nene Leaks voice. 
because it, it's just a lot out here. And I'll get into the details more later. But, you know, I'm still single overall. What about you? I am single as well. I I had, you know, like one major thing last year and it it was a lot like you know i i really do like normally now that i'm approaching dating especially because i'm like way more wiser more mature and i have a better idea of what I, or at least like i'm learning to get a better idea of what i want um i'm just you know trying to take things slow and this was somebody who was just wanting to rush it a bit so it, it led to like a whole fall fallout and then after that i was just like okay it's it's time for me to go back in my show but really instead of just like cutting myself off and being like okay i'm gonna be this anti-social person what i'm really working on doing now is improving the quality of life and i also did give the apps a try um during the uh panda kung fu panda and um <laughs> now i'm like I gave it a try and they're just as ghetto. I've at the at this point, now that I've done the whole app thing, I honestly feel like it's it's a bit of a thirst trap and a, a club for vanity, you know? Um I, Yeah. And I also feel like I just feel like the the dating pool here is the problem. Like I've heard of people having a little bit of success on the apps. Um, even before coronavirus. I really have noticed that like if I set my settings to be open to like all of America, I might filter through some people who actually have a half of a lick of sense, but no shade to my own city. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with our dating pool here. It's just, it's not it in my experience on the apps. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I I mean, what you see for the men, I, I see for the women as well. Like it, it's, it's, I'm not going to set it for the whole nation, but as far as the city goes, like, I think I'll just stick to taking my chances with meeting people in person. Yeah. Agreed. But, uh, right, right now it's, it's a quality of life thing. Like, uh, the last time I was on an app, somebody hit me with the, why are you single question? <laughs> and at, at first glance, it, it seems like, you know, an honest, genuine question, like, Oh, what's going on with you? But if you look at it from the other side, it's like, okay what's not working here you're you've got you got a you got a good uh representative as as Chris <laughs> right. Rock would say like your your profile is good but you know what's what's the real reason you're on here it's like a backhanded uh, question like they they're automatically anticipating something's wrong with you and it's not the case oh yeah absolutely um which of course yeah. me and me when I run into that question I have like a slick answer ready in in typical culture queen fashion oh my gosh do you want to just give them a taste of what they're probably going to hear? I will. Sure. So whenever somebody hits me with the, oh my God, because usually, I don't know if this is the case for you or not, but when I get this question, it's usually like, oh my gosh, you seem so cool and so this and so that. Like, why are you single? And I'm just like, because I know what I want. And they're like, blink, blink. And I'm like, because I know what I what I, I know what I want. I know what I will and will not tolerate. Like, and I'm just I'm not with the BS in the games. I'm really not I, in any shape, form, or fashion of the word. Like, if we are interested in dating each other, then we are interested in dating each other. You're not gonna sit here and what you doing me to death. It's just not gonna happen. So, like, if you if you're interested and I'm interested, we're gonna like I want to have those conversations slowly but surely, where we're actually talking about 
subjects of substance and we're getting to know each other. But like I said, you're not going to, I don't want to have the same scripted conversation every day that gets old real quick. So that's a taste. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. So I don't know what else to say, but five stars for the culture queen. So direct, so fierce. Thank you. So much. Because if you cool. give people an inch, especially guys, like you probably know this, you, you have friends that are men, you're a man. Like sometimes if we give men an inch, they will take 10 miles. Yes, so I will I'm, do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just very direct. Like, I know what you're thinking. No, sir. Next. Like, <laughs> no apologies. This and more on Culture Commentary, available Sorry. wherever podcasts are heard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. Sensational. So let's just jump right into it. I don't have a coin on me, but we can either start with the men or the women. It's up to you. This is your or, show, sir. Or we can, you know what? We'll just we'll just go back and forth with it. We'll start. Uh, I'll start with the women. I personally feel like, you know, these are, and, and this is like a funny little analysis I had before stepping on. I feel like the ones that like men want to stay away from are, more emotional whereas mm-hmm. like with women it's it's the the structure of their character so to speak like you know are you like a provide like are you just a man like are you a provider you know do you do you take care of these things for me so like um what's the best way to put it? i saw like one girl post on instagram and she did the uh marilyn monroe if you can't handle me at my worst then you don't deserve me at my best right <laughs> so i feel yeah. like I feel like the worst for men and women is so different from the best because with men, it's like establishment and, you know, just being on your own two feet. And again, just being a man. And for women, it's like, you know, emotionally, like, you know, we're like, are you emotionally intelligent? Yeah. Are you, do you know what an emotion is, sir? First of yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it's a mixture of both in a, in a, I don't know how to fully articulate it, but I see what you're saying, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the standard, um, I mean, it's no different than how they say, you know, men and women, we're just wired differently. So naturally, when we look for partners, you know, we may be, what our idea of an ideal partner is may be rooted in different things. Like you said, women, especially it seems today, we're big on this idea of um, promoting mental health, promoting you know, being in tune with your emotions, acknowledging your feelings and all that. And if you're on that kind of journey, speaking as a woman, it's hard to try to create a partnership with somebody who is not in tune with their emotions and with how they feel or who still, you know, bottles things up. Whereas, like you said, with men, um, oh, crap, I think I got off subject. <laughs> Sorry. Whereas on the other side of things, somebody else might be looking for like that, that physical, like establishment that you can see, like, does, does the person have their own house, their own car, their own job? Me personally, I want all that. Like I I want all that in a partner and I would hope that the partner I attract, um, will be looking for those things within me as well. Cause I just think that if you're looking for a partner, whether you're a man looking for a woman, woman looking for a man, someone looking for the same sex, whoever, you need a person who compliments you well and who is well-rounded in all sense of the word. Like y'all gotta be able, you can't be out here. One of them girls looking for a dude 
to buy you a steak and lobster dinner, but you can't even afford one for yourself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 like um hasn't like a I'm really trying to like shorthand it. So like if a woman so like if you apply that quote to a woman, like if a woman uses that quote, then a guy's response is gonna be like, Well, why should I have to handle you at your worst? You know, go go to a therapist or something. Right. But then if if a man spins that logic, then you know, of course a natural a woman's response is gonna be like, Well, you know, it's it's not my job to wait on you to get these things together, you mm-hmm. know? You know, yeah. I, I I mean, I I can be with you and everything through it, but it's it's not my obligation, you know, for and you to have, that, you have, have to your life right. Yes, exactly. Like, and you have to want it for yourself. Like, I can't, even if I'm here being supportive through your journey, um, like, you, there is an effort on your part. You can't expect me to hold you up completely when you're not even putting that work in to, to you know, address what's keeping you from holding yourself up. And it's like, you know, if, if and a guy, you know, whenever it happens, whether it's it's a year, five years, 10 years from whenever the, the woman leaves, he'll, he'll come back, have a nice little stack of money, whipping him a, a new Camry. A new <laughs> and, Camry? Uh, <laughs> a new cam- yeah. I mean, he's he's doing better, but he's not balling. Right. He's not in that yeah. no more. He's in a Camry. Yeah. yeah. He's he's in something that's that that came out in the past three years. Yes. Uh, he uh you know he, he's doing better now he's he's putting rap quotes in all his captions and it's like now look to rail you wouldn't get off that couch you wouldn't get off that couch for like a solid six months she had to go it's like, like a lawrence from if you watch insecure i don't know if you watch insecure or not but you're just i don't but i i know everything i need to know just from that <laughs> excuse me no, like, literally. So, I'll give you a quick synopsis. In the show's Insecure, season one, Issa and Lawrence are a couple. Like, they've been together a few years. She's, but Lawrence is in, like, a rut. Like, I don't remember if he lost his job or what happened. He was working at Best Buy at one point. <laughs> but for the most part, if Lawrence wasn't at Best Buy, he was on the couch. Like, just sulking through life. Which we find out stuff about that way later. But in the moment, like... He they ended up breaking up, of course, and then later on, Lawrence started getting his life together. Now he didn't have a Camry, so to speak. <laughs> okay, but he did start to boss up a little bit, slowly but surely. Um, so yeah, when you said that, it made me think of that. But let me take it back for a second, because if I'm being quite honest, I hate that quote, like the Marilyn Monroe quote: "If you can't handle me at my worst, you can't handle me at my best." I cannot stand that quote. It gets under my skin. If I'm being real honest. Okay, why is that? I think the reason is because the women that I see use it most often are the ones who use it as a cop-out for their lack of self-control. But That's what I was just getting ready to do. I was going to flip the perspective. Yeah. So, And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, take us there before you were ready. But that's, no. I, I Go really feel like that's what people do. Like, sure. In a literal sense, a person who loves you and cares about you and is trying to build something with you, yeah, they should be able to, you know, stick it through. Because it's not going to be all sunshine and peaches all day, every day. It's just not. It's not how we're built. But if you're running to that, more than likely, when I see people run to that so openly and so confidently, it's because, like, girl, you just, you don't have self-control. And you don't you don't want to act like you got sense. So you're going to let Marilyn speak for you. 
and, and try to excuse your bad behavior. And that's not it either. Right. Like you're out here cutting up Jordans and jeans and everything. When right. you get mad, no one, no wonder he took off. Like, yeah, like, or every time that y'all have a disagreement, you in his face trying to holler and scream and shout and cuss out. There's no reason for all that. Yeah. yeah like we're so. adults, girl, use your words and same to him. You know, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to apply one set of principles to one and not the other. Like, I just believe when you reach a certain age, I mean, like being in each other's face, like cats and dogs is not okay anyway. But when you reach a certain age, you should have a certain level of maturity to be able to communicate, okay, listen, yeah, I'm I'm upset with you, and this is why. Or when we had plans the other day, and then on the day of, an hour before, you informed me you were hanging with the boys. I didn't think that was cool. Like, you don't have to do the whole foolishness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, since we're on that wave of, like, personal accountability and everything i think this brings me to my first you know female archetype or whatever we're gonna call this um is the the mental health girl now i'm not i'm not calling this uh type of woman out because she has she possibly could be suffering from mental health issues but because she is not responsible enough to seek professional help yeah. Um, and that can be very disruptive in all, already in that person's life and that woman's life. But then once you invite someone in to sh share and spend that time with you and your mental illness gets in the way of that, that is harmful to the other person. Yeah. Like that, that is uh, such a, I'm like, and I, I've, I was, this was going off i was going off in the group chat with this one but it was really more jokes than anything i have to go back and find the text basically you know and and sometimes they are very hypocritical about it you know they're they're the type to say you know oh i have a dark sense of humor but then you know if you if you laugh at them or, or tell some joke or some off-color joke about them or to them then they're gonna be you know and they're gonna get very sensitive yeah. yeah um and then you know they probably I'm not saying this to everybody, but they probably you know don't be smoking herb. To <laughs> they, it's probably like a a substance a, abuse thing. Probably weed because they they say they have anxiety and weed helps them with that, but they swear they don't have a problem. You know, again, just not getting that professional help, and also in being hypocrites, they'll give someone else shit for their own mental for their for the other person's mental health issue. Right. They, they lack that uh, empathy. Mm -hmm. for they want the empathy else. that they lack. Yes. For for someone else to battle. And, and because of it, it's like, you know, there there's only so much another person can take mentally and emotionally when you're dealing with that. And it's it's hard because, yeah, it is a, a battle we can't see. And, and no one's really going to be able to go through that with you if you're not taking care of that yourself, you know? But I, yeah, and I agree with you. I see that sometimes uh, as well. Um, I see it in guys too sometimes. And mm -hmm. I don't want to stereotype anyone at all, but I do tend to see some of those behaviors like in certain social circles. Um, I think that it's sad because 
you know, I, I don't personally, I don't care about nobody smoking their weed. We live in a very stressful world. Okay. No, not, not no. that. That's not the big thing. I'm sorry. That's no, I know that you're not saying that. You know. No, let me finish. So I, I know what Go you ahead. were saying. What I'm saying is that I think I'm just saying in general, like with girls who do that, exactly what you're talking about. And with mm-hmm. guys too, that tend to do that. It's sad because instead of utilize either getting the help that they need, or some people do have access to the help and just are not in a place to accept it like they might still be in denial or whatever i hate that people self-medicate with weed and other stuff to try to suppress all those issues but no what you're saying is spot on like you can't be out here talking about you got the anxiety and the depression and this and that and then not extending grace to somebody else who's going through something it's not cool yeah absolutely so that is the first guy first woman down for me so The ball is in your court now. Let's hear it. Okay, first, so I'm first just, man to avoid. <laughs> I'm gonna just take us there. Uh, <laughs> the first guy on my list to uh, avoid, but just that seems to be out here all the time. I'm calling this guy the wild one. Okay. And this is the guy who knows that he's only after sex, but he acts like he's not. He may pretend to want to be interested in conversing with you or, you know, getting to know you for a split three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then instantly he's making, you know, suggestive remarks about his dick or, um, you be, he, oh, what are you up to? And you tell him what you're up to. And you're like, oh, what about you? You know, I'm just sitting here naked. Don't nobody care about you and your body, sir. <laughs> like... There's that guy. So they they might act like they're not interested in sex. Or if you call them out and be like, look. Because for me personally, I mean, like, you've already seen. I'm direct. So yeah. after after so long in the conversation, or if I start feeling the vibe switch to somewhere else, I'm going to just straight up be the girl who says, listen, if you just interested in getting laid tonight, I'm not your chick. You might want to mm-hmm. keep looking. But then when I do that, a lot of times the wild one will be like, nah, what you mean? I'm like, boy. You know what I mean. And then not five minutes later, you know, they turn around and the conversation goes there again. So, yeah, that's the wild one. Usually hypermasculine uh, has all the traits of toxic masculinity. <laughs> Normally, don't let y'all get on a conversation about some LGBTQ rights or something like that, because then the foolish flags are going to come out real quick. The wild one, ladies and gentlemen, stay away. So this is something I was actually like curious about, and it's a question I've always posed. I've I'm pretty sure I've asked it like, set, well, I asked it years ago and never really got a, a good response on it. But anytime I see that type of stuff, I always like I, I like to ask, hey, who is this working for? Like who is standing at the half court line just with all the balls racked up? It is just shooting and shooting and shooting. Like who 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 is that really working for? You know, I'm I'm very one. I'm curious who it's working for, and then where that stems from. Is it a thing of like again, it's online, so you just have that accessibility, and you're not really face to face with someone, so you can just say those things, where you find you know just that little bit of extra uh, courage or audacity to to put yourself out there like that, and then uh, I I'll say in part this. And, and this is not concrete, but men who do that, who who posture themselves as like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get to know you and everything. And then they try to go after, after sex. 
those are, you know, I'll, I'll say that they're men who don't have a very tight game wrapped. Yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. what they know like, is, I, I, is what, they, what they know is, is monogamy. And so in, in order is like, you know, committed monogamy and, and what they want to be is a player. They want to be out there. They want to be, you know, mingling and everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what, what ends up coming from that is, is you have these dudes who are, who are playing, you know, trying to play both ends or play both parts rather. Yeah. And my thing is like, if you young and you not trying to be tied down, I respect that. I understand. Like not everybody is out here searching for a monogamous relationship. Not everybody is out here searching for the one in air quotes, whatever that means to you. Um, if you're just out here to play the field and, and you know, get what you want and go on about your business, I respect that. But as the woman in the situation who may not be interested in that same thing, like I'm the type that's okay with, sta- with standing firm in the fact that that's not what I'm looking for. Like I know that I'm not for everybody and I'm cool with that. And I'm not, I don't have a problem letting a guy know that I'm not for everybody. Um, what bothers me is when you try as a woman to be straightforward like that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, bruh, you seem like you looking for this one thing. And I'm not really looking for that. So best of luck on your journey. I'm going to let you be because right. we're not we're not into the same thing. And it's okay. I just want to like save both of our time and energy. <laughs> what bothers me is that a lot of guys, when you do that, they see that as a challenge to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't consciously see that as a challenge to change their mind, they feel like it's their job to show you what they're working with, even though you've already said you're not interested. Right. You remember last year I wrote the blog post about the dude Lewis. Yeah. And the in the unsolicited dick pic. That happens yes. so often to women. Like this guy, for those who don't know, this guy hit me up in exactly what we're talking about right now. Like I, I was straightforward in that, hey, you seem like you just trying to find somebody to kick it with for the evening. I'm good on that, but I hope you find what you're looking for. And it turned into this whole thing, like, oh, what you mean? What I mean? what I said (laughs) or like guys will act like something's wrong with you for not being interested in whatever they're advertising. And that's, that's what's bothersome for me and disrespectful. If you're, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely on the disrespect part, because now I'm, I'm, you're, you definitely answered that question for me is that it's, it's a predatory nature to be like that because if they see someone who is out of their league or maybe they, or maybe they do shoot with people who are out of their, their league, but the the women who they're you know speaking like this to is they 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 see in an easy opening. They're they're just being very predatory in that nature. That's that's really gross. You know? It is, but, and it makes me sad for the because I know, like you said earlier, you were like, I don't even know how successful they are with it or why why and how often that works for them. It's sad because I know there are a lot of women who are not as firm as me. And there are a lot of women out there and girls who are seeking outside validation from a from a masculine influence. And so some people will be bent by a guy getting in his feelings and then calling you out your name. And they'll relent and be like, okay, well, you know, I'm not trying to be rude or hurt your feelings. Nah. Whereas me, I'm like, boy, F your feelings. I said what I said. <laughs> um, it's, it's just sad on both ends. Like, there's no reason to be that gross and predatory. And I wish that they there were less i think that 
there are less women now, like who are gonna, you know, fall short. If you if you stuck in your ways and you're you're stubborn like me, or you're like when you say what you mean and you mean what you say, there are a lot more women like that now. But there are still plenty who will, you know, fold under the pressure, and that's bothersome. Right. So scrolling, 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 getting into the next woman. Mm-hmm. This this one is a usual. This is pretty much the same single person every Valentine's Day. And this is, hey there, lonely girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is such a classic. I love it. But it is the hopeless romantic. Ooh. Ew. How yeah. <laughs> This is like every now, and, and this is a double edged sword because this can go pretty much both ways for guys and girls. This is the person who is like caught up in their head about love and finding someone, and it's like ridiculous. They, they oh, be, like Joan from Girlfriends. Is there a is there a pop culture character for every? Probably, especially in black media, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, <laughs> Sorry. I, maybe, maybe I should have just named them all after uh, Tyler Perry characters. So, I'm, I'm, I take it that you haven't watched Girlfriends on Netflix at all. No, I haven't. Okay, no. so yeah, the the girlfriend, this the okay. I said earlier, I'm a hopeless romantic in a figurative sense, not like this. Joan mm-hmm. Clayton and Girlfriends is the girl that you're talking about. Like Joan has a box dedicated to her wedding day dreams and (laughs) every time she dates a man she's looking for him to be the one and if he's not the one within like five seconds she's finding something wrong with him is that where you were going yes absolutely it's like they are they are obsessed with love they are just ready to jump right into a relationship they want you know it to be a picture perfect thing you know whether it's uh, a disney type thing or it's some some crazy movie whatever and in this day and age you're probably watching your favorite youtube couple or instagram couple or whatever and you are looking at them and you are going wow these are so goals and everything yeah. and then you know as soon as you meet someone it's just like it's it's like what where where did this go what why we're we're not like this or it's not meeting the expectation of perfection which is kind of a falsehood to some degree and so it, it becomes self-sabotaging right and you're like okay this is not going the way it, i pictured it in my head so and and not as a way i keep kneecapping this so much and not you know because it's against your standards but because it's just not looking the way you wanted it to if that makes sense that makes perfect sense. And two, I think in this age of instant gratification for whatever we want, um, people have really unrealistic expectations for how relationships form and especially how they are sustained. Like those people that you mentioned, like the Instagram couples, the YouTube couples, the people in our favorite shows, TVs, movies, what uh, TV shows, movies, um, et cetera. Like, love is work. <laughs> And I feel like there is the girl that you're talking about is that girl who's like, oh, my God, you know, he hit me up last week and we've been talking for about a week, but there's no fireworks. So I think I'm ready to end it. It who's who imposed this timeline, sis? <laughs> like and 
I understand that some people do. Like when you meet somebody that you just connect with on a different level, that's cool and that's good. But you can't expect that to come all the time. And you also can't write somebody off just because y'all been talking for six minutes and you're not feeling something yet. Just, I feel like people need to have lost the value of taking it slow. Like get to know somebody or like you said, don't, don't be the girl who's just like, Oh my God. So he said, hi. And I'm wondering if this is my husband girl, ma'am. No, (laughs) get to know the guy first. Just talk. Absolutely. And then, you know, with the uh, going back to the dating apps and how available everyone is like any, any one could be the one. So you're kind of, in a sense, you're, you're kind of blocking your blessings here because if you, if you don't have that patience and you have all of these options, you are going to basically, you know, hit the swipe left or, or unmatch or whatever on like so many people, you're, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. Absolutely. Like any relationship that has been successful has a foundation that it's built on. So how can you expect, like if you want, if your end goal is to be married to somebody, for example, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But how can you expect to get to that point without building a relationship with that person? Like building a connection with that person, learning about them, getting to know them, just having those conversations. And that doesn't always happen overnight, the way that it's hyped up in mass media. Perfect. Just pretty much hit all, all the nails on the head with this one. All right, so moving in to guy number two. All right, so guy number two is the good guy who goes bad. <laughs> you remember that song by Rihanna? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> back in back in Rihanna's heyday when she still did albums, but we're going to leave her alone. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, the second guy is the good guy who turns bad. And I usually find that that's because... Either his feelings got hurt at some point or the whole good guys don't get no love thing. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Did I just hit a chord? (laughs) I Uh, hit a nerve. uh, Yeah. Yes. To some degree, because I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, these men occur, these mindsets occur in stages and they only get worse as they go on. So like right now, I'd probably say this is about like, a a two out of a three because getting to a three is just the absolute worst but a two is the median because there's there's that resent the the resentment that you're you're getting into Mm -hmm. um towards women where it's and that that's literally what they're called is the nice guy like the nice guy treats relationships like a business and and his his currency is his kindness Mm -hmm. and it's not even genuine you know it's just like okay, I've or, done all or these sometimes things. it starts out being genuine, but then it's not anymore because they didn't that, get, you know, maybe the result they were hoping for, or somebody took their kindness for weakness. Because I'm not, you know, for all the stuff that I, all the trash I talk about, how men can do so much better. Don't get me wrong, I am not lost to the fact that there are women out here who could do a lot better too, and it's sad because. You know, we've talked about relationships and stuff amongst ourselves offline before. Mm-hmm. And there just seems to be this disconnect between women, the, the quote unquote good women who want the right things and are willing to do things the right way 
the guys on the other side of the spectrum who are also willing to do things the right way and looking for, you know, genuine stuff. But for some reason, it seems like they never, they rarely connect. (laughs) And somehow we get caught up in like what we're talking about right now. The guy who started off with genuine intention and maybe, you know, he got his feelings hurt for the first time or, Some girl, you know, he really put his all into trying to attract this girl and get her attention and treat her like a lady. But she wasn't a girl who knew how to receive that or knew how to reciprocate because that's there's a lot of that that happens. Or like I said earlier, she's the girl that maybe is out here uh, looking to take more than she's willing to give at the moment. And I know that that hurts when you, you know, you exert your energy, your effort, your time, sometimes your money to try to prove yourself to this person and it doesn't work out. Um, what I say to those guys is don't give up. And the answer definitely is not to turn into a dog. And I know that it seems like the, the bad boys get all the play. But if we really take a step back and look at it, how many women do those bad boys go through? And how often? A lot, usually. And even though it seems like they're getting a lot of play on the outside, they're leaving a long trail of broken women or hurt women who maybe go out here and do the same thing. Cause there are good girls that go bad too, for similar reasons. Um, it's sad. It's, it's, it sucks. Like I, I want good guys to keep the faith cause there are plenty of good women out here who are looking for y'all. I am one of them. Like I ain't got no problem with a man who works, who got a job and, is quote unquote boring, ain't out here in these streets. Come on, we can homebody it together. Like, and there are plenty of women who are looking for what you're looking for. Y- you might not find them, you know, on the first, second, or even third try, but keep the faith. Don't turn around and turn into the wild one just to get back your women. Cause that doesn't do, that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't help anybody. And ultimately, I think it's a disservice to both you and the women that you end up encountering. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Um, so for, for guys who are like that, especially if, if there's a, if there's an anger that comes after and they really pitch it as like, oh, well, you know, why, why can't I ever win? And they come off as bitter one. Don't do that. Don't ever, 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 ever do that because what it shows disingenuity is that a word you're just being disingenuous it shows that you were disingenuous you didn't get your way so you threw this tantrum and then it also looks like you know because in today's dating age it's all about who can care the least you put all your eggs in one basket yeah and and you were just you were really you know getting back to the hopeless romantic thing you 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 played a full hand and you were just like you know this is gonna be the one this is it this everything and things didn't work out i would say work on being genuinely kind and then also have those boundaries Mm -hmm. when you know that thing if if you understand that things are not going to be picture perfect right off the bat or you're not getting to that ideal place in a relationship then you need to have a sense of moderation about things and you need to have those boundaries about yourself when dealing with women and understand like the patterns and behaviors that women exhibit so you're not walking into the same thing um, over and over and over again. And also, if you really are looking at the next man and being like, wow, you know, this guy, 
He's getting so much. Again, it comes back to game. And like uh, Queen said, if you if if you see all these women who are all these all these women, if you see these men who are getting all these women, what you're not seeing is the drama that it comes with, uh, mm-hmm. the children that it can come with, and Ooh, talk about it, and the risk to your health that it can come with. Yours, um, theirs, everybody's. Yes. So just. I'll say, you know, when you're when you're looking like that, one stay stay in your own lane. Don't don't ever look at the next man and covet what he has, because guess what? He's probably coveting what you have. Um, but also, a man without sexual discipline is a liability, a huge Ooh. one. You better talk on today, player one. <laughs> um, absolutely, everything you said. I mean, there's a reason why black women stay headlining the top of the charts for new HIV AIDS cases. And they're like, it's like you said, wild men and women too, but wild men are a liability. Like you can't be out here doing whomever and whatever you want to not getting tested, not knowing your status. Cause you, you man enough to lay with everything that moves, but you're not man enough to go see what's going on with your body. And to make sure that you're good and that all your stuff is checking out. Um, I just don't understand it. And <laughs> you said the piece about kids. If we really want to go there, and I know I'm not going to take us on a tangent because I know this is a, a Alan times A <laughs> mm-hmm. episode. But think about the kids. Like people, the same people who want to talk about how the black family unit is so complicated now or broken and there's kids over here and over there that don't know each other. Why is that? What are the adults in their lives doing to, to, to fuel that? And when we talk about, you know, relationships and stuff, the, the kind of guy that we're talking about right now, the one, the, the wild one that gets envied by the good guy mm-hmm. that is out here dogging out the good girls and the bad ones too, whoever he can get his hands on, Y'all out here sowing seeds all over cities, got more kids than you can take care of and feed, more kids than you were ever probably interested in having. And it's it's just a lot. Like all of that plays into every all these other intracultural issues we talk about. And it's sad because it comes down to something as simple as self-control. Five stars for the culture queen. <laughs> wherever podcasts are <laughs> you're so silly oh my gosh getting into the last woman now this one was a bit of a toss-up but i want to give a shout out to my buddy uh french who uh initially recommended this one he said edgy sjw women and i understand where he's going with that but this is going to get a little niche and this is going to be for black men more specifically because while there are allies, I feel that there are um, there there are fetishizers out there. And if if you heard my one night in Miami review, or if you've seen one night in Miami and you follow and you and you paid attention to the dialogue, if you go back and listen to Jim Brown, he will tell you there are, you know, some people out there who just want to pat themselves on the back just for being nice to you. Yep. And I, I definitely um, see that out there in the dating world. And I, especially on TikTok, um, I, I'm, look, I'm not against interracial 
dating or love or anything you're gonna find who you find and you're gonna live your best life and be happy together whatever but they on on tiktok i because i'm so new to it the algorithm will pitch me anything mm-hmm. and i know i'm sidebarring here but um you're fine on dating tiktok i definitely see like a a a good influx of like black men who are writing off black women and then they're you know white girls this and everything and they're pushing a lot of blame so this is actually going out towards men and women but um yeah just you need to be mindful and do not you know stay away from fetishizers because the big pitfall here is that they are looking to put you in a box Mm-hmm. they they want you you are to them you are some sort of trophy you are and a comp you are an accomplishment to them and you are a tick and, mark on a licks on a list yeah yeah like oh yes that, i had one girl i sure did that is like the it's it's like just descending colonial bullshit like you just like yeah i got one or i'm i'm doing the right thing or look at me i'm different i'm not like that you know or screw you dad i'm with tyrone and i love him very much so it is you are you're you're going to be treated as an accessory so you need to be mindful of that because whatever fetish for you have for them in what's not even a fetish is is just it is some self-hate you we're probably gonna have to talk about that in black history but um Mm -hmm. but whatever you feel for them they feel for you on an even deeper scale and it comes from such a dark place Mm -hmm. like if you want to talk about a woman who is going to be there for you when you're down this is not it like i'm I'm trying to tell you yeah and and my whole thing is because i'm not against interracial relationships either i'm not like, you're going to find in this life whoever you find, to your point. Mm-hmm. But speaking as a black woman, I remember being a little girl. And I remember walking through, maybe say, like a store with my mom. And we would see, you know, a couple that was a black man with a white woman. And sometimes, catch on the right day, she might scoff or roll her eyes or something. It, she wouldn't say anything. You know, we're going about, about our business, but it was noticeable as her child. Yes, and yes. I would say something, you know, in my childhood innocence, like, oh, mom, don't be like that. You know, love is love. But as a person who has come into black womanhood myself now, I understand where that frustration comes from. It's not that I don't want people who are in love to be in love. If you genuinely fall in love with somebody who just happens to look differently than you, who cares? Go do y'all build your life together. Have a great time. Be blessed. But what I will not tolerate in my presence, in my timeline or otherwise without addressing it, don't be over here hyping up the fact that you love white women because you hate black women. Don't do it. I'm not the one, the two, the three or the four, to be honest. Like, if you love somebody, love them. You sh- It should be, I love this girl, period. That's what it should be. But Absolutely. if you love Susie Ann because the four black women in your lifetime hurt your feelings, and now you rebelling against the whole race of black women, you going to show us something by going to get you a white girl? We don't care. Because we're living our lives. Like, And it says a lot that you over here caping. For this life that you're building with insert white girl's name. 
but you got our names in your mouth. That says mm-hmm. a lot about your character and otherwise. Oh, yeah. Like, don't justify your relationship by shitting on us when we minding our business, to be honest. I mean, and at whatever, the end of the whatever. day, if we're going to be real, real, ain't nobody going to have your, your back out here in this world like a black woman. I mean, whatever you like in Susie, she probably got from Toya anyways. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. And, and I find this especially funny being a nerd because there are a lot of uh, blurs, male blurs who come off, who come through with the write off for black women. Like, oh, well, you know, you didn't like us when we were doing, you know, Dragon Ball Z or whatever, anime, video games, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and now, you know, that we've all come into our adulthood, those women glowed up because like everybody was everybody was the glasses you know weird hair nerd back in middle school high school but coming right. into adulthood in our own agency the women got finer and stronger the men stayed those same middle school and high school resentful types and so now they're looking at those women and being like oh, wh- wh- what you you didn't like it back then and it was like they did but you wrote them off just the same right so my 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 how the turn tables yeah the the answer is never to down your own race to defend your relationship with another just go do you because exactly. like i said if it's genuine it's genuine you're gonna love her regardless it shouldn't even be if 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 the premise of your relationship is skin color anyway you're already at a loss yeah to be honest and speaking of myself a man in that situation, it has nothing to say to, to to say to me about why something's wrong with me as a black woman. No black man, search your soul and figure out what what you really going through over here. Because I don't understand any person who can speak down on their own when your mother is black, the person who brought you into this world, the people who raised you up, they look like you. So why would you ever raise your your voice to speak ill of them by speaking ill of us? Just go be with Sally and mind your business. It's, it could be all so simple. It, absolutely. So simple. Yeah. I mean, it's it's live and let live. So you do that over there. Exactly. And we'll mind our own over here. Yeah. All right. Getting into the last guy. What do you got? All right. So the last guy, I've named him the man. Okay. <laughs> and that okay. sounds really cliche and stupid. But... This guy is the actual guy who is a good guy. Like, Mm -hmm. he is who he is. He's comfortable with who he is. He may be working on himself because, I mean, I do believe that life is a journey. And typically when I've run into this caliber of guy, he he believes that as well. Like, life is is an evolution. You're constantly working to better yourself, whatever, what have you. And whatever whatever that looks like for you. Um, But I say in my notes here, he's the actual good guy. Um, I find that he usually tends to be a little older. His wild mm-hmm. days are usually behind him. <laughs> and when I say older, I'm not saying like a certain age range. I'm more referring to maturity. Um, because, you know, maturity hits different people at different times in their lives. But whoever this guy is, is usually like, they're not really into the wild stuff anymore. They're not looking to just sleep around. They're looking to like, you know, have somebody at their side who's going to compliment them. Um, they're ready to treat somebody right. They're ready to reciprocate and all that. So, you know, that's that's the third guy. And I do admit that they are much um, 
more few and far between. But when you do run into those types, it's very refreshing and nice, especially in the state of the dating world as it stands today. Okay. So. The only downside, though, ladies, if you're looking for a dude that don't have kids, I got news for y'all because I figured this out real quick. The older we get, the less we're going to be able to have that that desire. Because so, yeah. this, this guy might definitely have a kid or two. And And it goes the same way for the fellows. Like, the... The stepdad boots or, you know, what a, whatever, whatever stepdad paraphernalia. I don't know. <laughs> it's, the stepdad sandals. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Them, them Judas 11s. They, yes. They, they are on the way. Like, you're, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to, you know, get used to, to two. You know, you might be picking but, up a kid's meal after dinner. <laughs> and on that tip, though, be careful out here. Like, I know this is not the subject of this. so I'm not going to spend long on this. But I I have the experience. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But I know what it's like to be a child whose parent gets with somebody that doesn't connect with them. So if you know that you're not ready for children in your life, even though, you know, like we said, we're getting older. I'm 26 now. You know, play one's not too far behind me. As we nope. get into these upper 20s and our 30s, the reality is people are more likely to have children in tow. You know, and that's cool. It, it happens. It's whatever. But if you are a person dating and you know that that's not your ministry yet, you know that you're not interested in children, or if you are, you're just not ready, you need to be real honest with yourself and whoever you're seeking to date about that. Because speaking from the perspective of a child caught up in the middle, it is not a good feeling when your parents, you know, gets with somebody who don't fuck with you like that. I'll just put it like that. So don't be out here complicating people's relationships with their kids or just, you know, complicating how kids experience you when they didn't ask for any of this. They're just kind of like a bystander in the situation. We have a responsibility as adults to be real with ourselves and our potential partners about where we are on stuff like that in our lives. Absolutely. And for the guys, um, meeting, you know, women with kids, you have I all jokes aside, you really do have to take that child into consideration because you're you're not taking her on, you're taking her Damn. child on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if this is something you're looking at long term, which honest honestly you should if there's a child involved. Um, and if if you really want to be mature and if you want to think just if you're being considerate of both her and her child, you know, you really don't want to be the in and out type of person in their life like they a a kid doesn't deserve that a woman with a kid doesn't deserve that you know just um so i'd say don't do it especially if you're in still in your play phase your wild days i'd probably just steer clear of that for the betterment of everybody involved Mm -hmm. um and then yeah just going back to that first point just really be ready for that and be ready for that relationship just like queen said (sighs) and that is a wrap on Allentine's A. I want to say thank you again to the Culture Queen for coming through. It was a pleasure to have you. It was very awesome. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. As always, it's always a pleasure to stop by. I never knows best. Love it here. And before we get off here, let everybody know again where they can find all your media. 
Yes. So um, once again, my name is The Cultured Queen. That's K-U-L-T-U-R-E-D. And uh, you can find my blog posts at theculturedqueen.com. My podcast is Cultured Commentary. Culture to spell with a K there too. Commentary spelled the regular way. Available on all major platforms. And then uh, last but not least, Culture Queen on Instagram, YouTube. And yeah, you just look, search me, you'll find me. I'm out there. <laughs> and that is all we've got for today. This has been a special installment of Never Knows Best featuring the Culture Queen, Allentine's A. For all you single people out there, make sure you play it safe. Keep your hearts, you know, guarded, but still open and let love reign. Listen, Always. and if you gotta get you something for Valentine's Day, I'm not mad at that, but wear your mask, take the hand sanitizer, be safe, get tested. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. We are out of here. Bye.